KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. A little bit different surroundings, but you know what? I kind of like this. Daniel Salerson. Is this your home studio? Is this sort of your office? What you got? It's my house. It's my office. It's you live here, where exactly. I sleep. I yeah. eat. No doubt. This Sports Hangover coming to you from uh, essentially the Pelicans facility. We, we could have done it over there, but, you know, then there's basketballs. Bouncing around and, you know, all that other stuff. They have some work to do right now. (laughs) They do because there is, of course, the business at hand, and that is the play-in game. It starts tonight, though, Daniel, with two games to go um, to get into, rather. Cavaliers in the Nets, Clippers in the T-Wolves, and then tomorrow you have another set of games here as well with the Hawks. We're going to get into all of that today. It's going to be a very Pelicans-based show. Andrew Lopez will join us at 1230. We also have... At 2.30, Corey Glor is a baseball game to be played um, with Tulane and UNO as they try to figure out the Pelican Cup over there. Baseball off and running. We'll talk about your Braves, Daniel. We'll talk we don't about have my to talk about you my sure? Braves. You sure? I mean, I, yeah. it's very, it's not often that I can say we have more wins than many yes. other teams. That's, so it's okay. We, I mean, we can. I, I, you know, after last year, whatever happens, happens right now, but we can talk about the Braves. We can, we can. Uh, Graf's Dodgers, by the way, dude, still have just one win. I stopped. Yes, we can talk about that for an hour. I, absolutely. Want. I think he's going to stop on by yes. here today. Who else is coming in in hour number two? Uh, Trajan Langdon, Pelicans GM will be here between 1.30 and 2 o'clock, depending on when practice ends. Um, former voice of the Pelicans, we talked about Todd Gravney, Sean Kelly, who will be on the call of tonight's or tomorrow's game for ESPN radio. Sean Kelly will be stopping by. He's at practice today as well. So ESPN will be here tomorrow. It's going to be a big day. These next two days are huge. But, yeah, well, plenty of Pelicans talk and, and NBA talk here as uh, we got some postseason basketball here in New Orleans. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation if you'd like to. It's real easy to do that that way. And also, I was kind of thinking of a, a, an interesting, I guess, question of the day. And not that we like to laugh at people. That's that's a mean sort of aspect of it's life. A, I'm just well, yeah, you're right. You're right. We you know what I'm saying. But yeah. um, you know, I at others' expense, I would I would look yeah. at it like that. I, I would uh, maybe take glee in others, <laughs> not getting the job done. Maybe and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Of course, that is the Lakers, the Knicks, some of these big market teams that everyone seems to want to have attention to. That was listening this morning, Daniel, on a national feed, and Max Kellerman. You know, Tom Thibodeau, Tibbs, he's he's the wrong coach for the Knicks. You know, it's crazy. A year ago, Randall and Tibbs, the toast of New York City. Match made in heaven. I mean, the toast of New York City, right? Now, they, one doesn't want to be there. He walks off after wins, doesn't celebrate with teammates because he's not a part of it in, in Randall. Tibbs is the wrong coach. It's It's incredible when you look at it from that perspective. And you have the Lakers, who yesterday, I got to tell you, we've always said, you know, there used to be a guy here in this building that you might have seen every now and then, war number nine. We all used to joke, that guy could have run for anything, right? I mean, he is just Captain America. I mean, the quintessential politician athlete, just try to always say the right thing, do the right thing. LeBron, LeBron gave him a run for his money yesterday. I mean, he has no bearing on decisions, on on talent, and doesn't speak to the front office about who the head coach is. Doesn't communicate with the front office about player acquisition. It's incredible. He tried to feed us a lot of stuff yesterday. And then Russell Westbrook spoke at the end. And I the mean, opposite, huh? oh my goodness. He, I mean, he has said, you would have thought they took him hostage. I mean, honestly, I don't know how else to describe. How would you describe Westbrook's like demeanor and in conversation about not only how he was treated by the team, his relationship with the head coach. I mean, literally, I saw people posting on social media. They thought that maybe he had been taken hostage. I mean, it was it was really incredible. 
He basically said, it ain't my fault. Mm-hmm. I'm not the reason why we were, we were so bad. It's the coach is not playing me. It's I wasn't starting or when I was starting, wasn't utilized correctly. It's, um, the blame game. It was incredible. Russell Westbrook was pointing to everyone yeah. but himself, but that's, again, that's not surprising with that, that organization and, and how things are run. But, you know, you talked about all that stuff about LeBron not having any bearing. And then you see the report. He'd be enthused if Mark Jackson's the head coach. It's like, but <laughs> well, I thought you didn't have any input. <laughs> Just a little taste. LeBron and Andy were very clear with, like, let Russ be Russ. Like, we heard that a lot. Yeah, but that wasn't true. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, because, so let's yeah, be honest. That's just, that's just a little taste. That wasn't true. <laughs> that's not true. In all, in all seriousness, though, look, I mean, we have seen, and again, the focus today is obviously with what's happening across the parking lot with this team getting in the playing game and why it's so big. And I talked about this yesterday, Daniel, about why. And it's the fact that we're just a couple hundred tickets away from an official, honest to goodness, butts and seats, tickets bought, sellout. Correct. Right? Correct. Is that where we are? We're almost there. And we've been in those environments in the past. We watch them on television. You can't replicate them. I, I can do everything I, I can do to replicate those moments. Obviously, when it comes to the football, right? I mean, we've seen coaches use the noise machine to try to replicate the invite you just can't replicate real honest to goodness noise the heart palpitating at a certain bpms you know people hearing you or not and and quite honestly daniel we see this in all walks of life whether it's school professional relationships or you know athletics how people handle pressure how people handle the moment, right? It's why we loved what we saw with Joe Burrow at LSU. This guy just looked like he not only enjoyed it, he craves it, right? Mm-hmm. It's why we loved Jordan. The guy literally wanted those moments. It's why some people get criticized, not living up to those moments. This morning, so many people are talking about the team, the player that has the most pressure in this postseason is James Harden. Hadn't had very good postseasons. Haven't uh, performed this team making all those expectations. And and that's why I'm, I, I think tomorrow, of course, you want to win. It's a big deal. But I think the environment, Pels fans, I mean, Daniel, we have Pels fans that, okay, so, you know, AD and Drew Holiday with the Blazers sweep. But, man, you take that away. You almost had a, a 10, 15-year period from when Chris Paul was here. I mean, it, it's you haven't had many postseasons. You know? This is my 11th season, and I've been to two postseasons as a Pelican employee. So you're right. It's We're on an Olympic schedule every four years. Right. We're getting in there. Yeah. And 2018 was the last one. Sure enough, it's 2022, and we're in our, in our next one. So And the other one was 2015. So we're really going on a four-year period of every time. But you're right. Tomorrow is so important, and this word gets thrown out in every professional sports organization culture. And everyone's goal is to have – the best culture. We talk about the Knicks struggles, the Lakers struggles. Culture's not great there right now. There are a lot of teams, whether they're in the lottery, whether they're in the playoffs, culture's not great. But you have sensed it all season long, what everyone's talked about, how the culture is different here right now. Mm-hmm. With head coach Willie Green, the roster that David Griffin and Trajan Lane have put together with the character of guys. Forget about the talent for a second. Never in my 11 years, and you've been around watching these teams a long time too, how you've seen a team connect yeah. like they do. 1-15 to 15 down the roster. The two-way players. Jose Alvarado was a two-way player. Najee Marshall last year was a two-way player. You have guys that get along with each other. They root for each other. They want to see each other succeed, whether they're out of the rotation, whether they're in, whether they keep jumping in and out. Billy Hernan Gomez is another example. Three straight DMPs and then three out of four double-doubles right after that. I mean, that's a – where else would you see something like that? Right. Where a guy that's not playing all of a sudden, hey, you got to go in there. He goes out and says, yeah, I'm ready to go. You let me know, and I'll be ready to go. Tomorrow is another step in that direction because no matter win or loss, and, of course, we want to win, you have only a handful of guys on this team that has playoff experience. There's a lot of these guys that don't have any. One of your leaders, Brandon Ingram, has not sniffed the playoffs Incredible. in his, his career. You have rookies that are starting that haven't touched that with Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado's, the Trey Murphy's. So tomorrow is going to be huge from a experience, playoff-like experience. That's going to be as close. I know they're technically not calling it a playoff game because it's a play-in game. Right. But for them, it's postseason basketball. I mean, it is. It's a game that's 
post the regular yes. season. Right. And so Trey Murphy talked about it after the game. He goes, you know, I went to Rice for a couple of years. There was never an atmosphere that I felt like, wow, unbelievable. The one year he was at Virginia, it was COVID. So 150 people in the building. They went to NCAA tournament. It was in Ohio. The atmosphere wasn't – he didn't have a home court atmosphere. He said the last couple of weeks, especially that Lakers game, he goes, that's the most – excited i've seen a venue in a long time and he thinks tomorrow is going to be no different than that that's the stuff that matters to these players too is seeing that these fans are there to support you you're going out there working your butt off putting wins together Mm -hmm. these fans are reciprocating by coming out rooting for giving you all that true home court advantage that you need for a game like this tomorrow so i think it blends well together that you're the basketball fan base is building but this team is building at the same time and a lot of these guys are going to be here next year so for them to get this experience now so that when you are, you do elevate yourself as a team, you have Herb Jones and Trey Murphy like, we've been here before. We know what to expect now. They've been playing two months of playoff basketball because of how the margin of error was so slim for them to get in. They've been playing playoff games for the last couple of months. So I think that's only going to help them tomorrow. There's so much I kind of want to get into with, with that as well because I thought last year, we talked about this, I thought the postseason had a ton of potential and that you saw some teams – that I kind of thought, okay, we're maybe favorite, had the good chance, but let's see what happens. And I thought it was incredible rounds, incredible series that you saw. I thought the finals was good for the NBA. Really good. I thought the goods, uh, I thought it was good for basketball, right? You saw a couple of teams get to where they were based on defense, right? Yeah. I mean, literally how teams sort of played. You would listen to Monty or the Atlanta head coach, and it escapes my mind just now. Manny McMillan. Yes. And they specifically, you know, when they were making their run, they're like, look, it's all about how we play defense and things in nature. Although we saw the spectacular offense that they could play. Then you get into the finals. And I thought Milwaukee winning was spectacular because it is, hear me out, a model for what maybe New Orleans can eventually be. It's not the, you know, I get tired. And we all do, Daniel. I'm sure you do. You do the post-game show with callers. It's Enough about L.A. and New York. Enough about all this stuff. Because some of the best basketball, some of the best stories, teams that tried to stop Jordan in his second 3P was the Utah Jazz. I mean, Salt Lake City, Utah, Portland, right? That place has been known for. I mean, we saw the reception when C.J. McCollum arrived. That team had nothing to play for, and that place was sold out. Look what Memphis is doing right now. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, you know, even with Denver – to an extent, you know, you saw with the Nuggets. I mean, some of the best fan bases and home court advantages, Daniel, aren't major, major markets. You know, it's because there's a relationship, though. But it's it's one of the things I've been thinking about, and I want to have that conversation with you today throughout the show and with others that jump in. What are the ingredients to the top three ingredients? You know, here, I guess we'd use the reference of a gumbo or a crawfish bowl, yeah. right? Because it is the season for that. Absolutely. It, 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 you know, it's the seasoning, right? If you're looking at it, the roof, it's a gumbo. But what are those ingredients to a good locker room and culture? Because Will Guillory wrote on this today, and I don't know if he's been listening to the show or not, but the last two shows I've made the reference, and we can dive into this next segment, about the importance of what Drew Brees was to this organization. Sure, we saw the on the field. 5,000 yards, all the TDs, broke records, gold jacket. I get it. It's the ancillary stuff, though, right? You work in this building. It's how people walked around confident in themselves, confident in the organization, professionalism, all of those different aspects that I think develop culture. But I think you have to have that guy that sort of is in the same neighborhood with the coach that you can bounce back and forth to. And I know in the last... A couple of months and coming into the season, we've talked about B.I. We've talked about Zion. Man, if I don't start to think that I think if moving forward, if this team gets to a second round, gets to a Webster Conference Finals, if we're not going to look back and look at the importance of C.J. McCollum. For sure. As a Drew Brees-like character. Yeah, and we can give examples why in our next segment here. And there's a team that when we talk about how important tomorrow night's game is, um, there's a team that I feel like the model can be there, one of the best teams in the NBA, and we can talk about that throughout. But there is a team that you kind of want to emulate what they've done in the last few years mm-hmm. and where they are now and how this could be the start for this team here in New Orleans. And look, you do this for a living here as well. When you do your pregames and postgame, you break down other teams and matchups, and obviously when you do color with the graph. But I want to ask you this as well this hour, to compare and contrast Memphis, 
because I've said this during the season that I think why not a healthy Zion with this roster? Why can't they with some additions? But why can't they be next year's Memphis? I've asked you this on the show. Why can't they? And when I mean next year's Memphis, I'm talking about what Ja tweeted at the end of the postseason last year. We got a taste. They were a play-in team. They lost in the first round. This year, they're not a play-in team. So I'm, I'd love the Pels to be a two-seat next yeah. year. But can they be six or above? I don't see any reason why they can't. But I want to compare and contrast because it's easy to sort of look at the Warriors. I know their roster for the most part, right? Everyone knows the Suns. We know Luka and the Mavs. We, But I almost feel like Memphis, why are they good? Mm-hmm. Why are they the opposite of where the Pels are when Brandon Ingram doesn't play? They have won 19 games, I believe, Daniel, this year. They were 18-2 and two at one point. They might have won one more without Ja. How are they winning without Ja Morant? Does that make sense? Yes. So I, I kind of want to go back and forth with that. Let me quickly tell you, though, of course, the playoffs and the play-in that means one very important thing. You've got to get the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. So new customers, you bet five bucks on any team to win, $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with the same game parlays. Look at the app. Upper right-hand corner is a little green switch or toggle. Tap it, swipe it over to the right, and you're in. And then different multiple bets and situations will pop up on your screen. Who's going to hit a three? Who's going to be a double figures, rebounds, things of that nature. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So if you don't win, you still get a chance to make a little cash. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. And you bet 5 bucks on any NBA team to win their game during this play-in tournament. Two tonight, two tomorrow, get $150 in free bets instantly. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-998-1003. Andrew Lopez, bottom of this hour, Corey Glorin hour number three. The rest of the way, we're going to have some people walking in and stuff. But Pels fans, this is for you. Want to get you piped up, um, pumped up for the game tomorrow night, 8.30, Pels and Spurs. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you were pregnant while working in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present, and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Family 2212725. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed time is money don't waste both running around looking for filters batteries and belt sand related items fleet supply warehouse delivers fleet supply offers daily scheduled delivery including bayou lafouche new orleans morgan city new iberia lafayette thibodeau baton rouge the north shore plus the river parishes too automotive lawn equipment agricultural marine or industrial fleet supply warehouse 985-868-0430 venture boulevard homa that man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. It's a blessing uh, to be able to play here in front of our home fans on our home court, get to sleep in our beds, um, don't have to get on a plane and fly, 
it's a credit once again to all of the work that was put in this season to give ourselves uh, this type of opportunity. And look, we wanted to finish the season better. I mean, it would have been great to win two games, but more importantly, going into San Antonio healthy. Gus Kattengill, Daniel Salerson, literally in his office here over at the Pels Complex, Saints Complex here as they're having practice. They started at noon, should be getting done, you know, around the time of the third hour for the show. We'll hope to maybe see some folks here. We know we're going to get Trajan Langdon yep. here in hour number two. The graph probably will get, you know, jealous that we're having a little fun, so he may stop on by. We'll start talking about the Dodgers. He'll hear it over there like Beetlejuice <laughs> and then make his way over here. One win, huh? Is that where they're still? I don't know. One, yeah. As of right now, you know, at twelve twenty here, it's still that's, one win. That's it, incredible. It'll be the same way. At well, I told me expectation levels, and I'm playing this because it's incredible where they are. Right? Obviously, the last several seasons being in this building, the expectation levels for the floor to leave behind you over your left shoulder, it's the, the Super Bowl. You know, especially when number nine was here, and there are different level of expectations when it comes to the Pelicans. Hey, can you get in? Get in, get that experience, take that next step. We talked about it right going into the break about Jean Morant and Memphis. Why are they good? Why have they been able, Daniel, to win 18-plus games without Jean Morant when here, when Brandon Ingram doesn't play, I mean, chalk it up. It's yeah. crazy. It's it's something that we'll talk about with the ingredients of what you need for a team. It starts with the head coach. You have that here with Willie Green. Memphis has it with Taylor Jenkins at 37 years old. He has figured out how to get these guys to play hard. And he's also figured out everyone's role and how they complement each other. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, they have the playmaker in John Morant. That certainly helps. You have that now with C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and potentially Zion Williamson. So when you talk about can they make that Memphis leap like they did last year from play-in to a top seed, I don't know if it's going to be a one or two seed, but you're like you said, your goal next year is not to be in this play-in if they can evolve there. It's the pieces that they built around Jaw, and they've drafted really well. They traded for Desmond Bain on draft night. Look what he's doing. 21 points per game in his last two weeks. He shoots lights out from three. You made the trade for Steven Adams. That was the best of both worlds for both Steven Adams and Jonas Valanciunas. With John Morant, he needs the ball in his hands. Jonas is a guy that doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hands, but there are plays that run through him here with the Pelicans. They also did there. With Steven Adams, you don't have to have that. Mm-hmm. With Steven Adams, he's there to rebound. He's there to facilitate. He's at a career high insist. He's there to get boards, give it back out the jaw. That's why they made that move, and that's made it open up so much for jaw. He can just go down the court, drive in the paint, and he leads the league in points in the paint as a guard. That's incredible. As a guard at 16 points in the paint per game, and he's first in fast break points. He can get down the run. So they made moves that complement him. They drafted guys like Brandon Clark late in the first round that's worked out really well dylan brooks is a guy that they're down and dirty guy that can shoot the three but he's also there i'm gonna get in your face i'm gonna dive on the floor for loose balls it's every little thing that they have to compliment these guys i know i'm missing people too as far as the d'anthony meltons that they have again they just have guys that know their role jaron jackson jr has turned into a guy that can shoot threes but he leads the league in blocks he's a unicorn out there you have certain guys that can be that here but I think with Memphis, it's those guys have just meshed together so well. They've been able to draft really well. Free agency went well. And with Taylor Jenkins, that all combined, they were not missing a beat. They've been also pretty healthy, too. You so, go back to that game on Saturday, and I felt yeah. like every time the Pels tried to shoot the ball or drive, it was a rejection. And it was a, a, a different Grizzly. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible, the length and the size there. So that's one team, obviously, that maybe has built it a little bit different, Daniel, or, or understands kind of what – how to build around their star. Does that make sense? Is that the way that you would describe Memphis? That yeah. they built around them and what be- benefits did and in. But that's a, that's a team that you mentioned blocks. Defense is a big thing. I know here Willie Green's trying to do that, right? They do things at practice, Daniel. Um, I know you guys talk about it on the broadcast. AD does as well. They have competitions on deflections, competitions, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But that comes from Willie, which probably came from Monty Williams. And I've said this a ton. We look at the Warriors and their Splash Brothers in the threes. The years they won the title, they're an incredible defensive team. Yep. So Steve Kerr, Monty Williams, both value defense, yet we think of their offensive play. And that's where Willie Green coached. You said during the break, Phoenix could also be a team that you can model 
maybe perhaps after. Why? Let's go back to two years ago. This is a team that when Monty took over, they had some young talent, but it was Devin Booker and some guys. And so what you learned in the bubble, they went 8-0 in the bubble. They were invited to the bubble, went 8-0. And even though they went 8-0 because they were so far below the teams, they didn't get in. They didn't get in. And I think that triggered the front office to be like, what are the missing pieces? You started to have those guys surrounding Devin Booker. You drafted DeAndre Ayton. You have guys now like Cam Johnson who can shoot lights out from three. You have Mikel Bridges who hasn't missed a game in his three years he's been in the NBA. He didn't miss a game at Villanova. He's up for potentially defensive player of the year. What were they missing? A guy like Chris Paul, that veteran that can take him over the hump. You add that part to the equation. You got the coach in Monty Williams, and you had the team surrounding. You were just one piece away. That was Chris Paul. What happens in his first year? They go all the way to the finals. Now they're going to make probably go back there again. And so, But it started with them playing playoff basketball in a sense of a play-in tournament, the bubble. Mm-hmm. Those the, the Devin Bookers, the DeAndre Aynes, all got that taste of what it could be like. And I think that was the most valuable thing they can do, just like what the Pelicans are going to take from Wednesday and hopefully beyond is what this can do to take their next step. What do we need to get over that hump? And most of it could be just simply Zion Williamson being healthy because a lot of these guys are going to be back next year based on their contract. So you might not need a right. ton. You use that Lakers pick to grab someone. Um, you get someone in free agency to sprinkle in there that maybe can help 15, 20 minutes off the bench, but your starting lineup I think will be set with Zion Williamson next year. So what pieces are you missing to help complement you get to the next part? Being healthy is one thing. Brandon only played, think about it, Brandon played in 55 games, Zion Williamson played in zero, and you're in a play-in. You look at the Lakers, oh, they talked about not being healthy. AD didn't play some, LeBron didn't play some, they're not even in. So that starts with the coaching, that starts with the players. It, it matters, that kind of stuff. So you're right there. Health is going to be a factor, but what's going to be that next missing piece? And I feel like maybe that Phoenix trajectory is what you aim for, is building a culture, building a team that... You led through the draft. You got like a Jay Crowder who's been in the finals. He's been in the finals like two straight years. Yeah, Those are the kind of guys you add. And Garrett Temple was brought in here. Yeah, maybe I'm not contributing as much on the court, but off the court, it's invaluable what he's been able to you do. You just got to have that. You you can't, I, I guess, make up experience. Right. And, and CJ's that guy too now. Well, And that's why I was talking about earlier too. It's, you mentioned what Chris Paul was able to do. And when you look at – why this team went after in the offseason. Chris, Kyle Lowry, things of that nature. Those guys at the point guard position that can not only bring you on the court, but off the court here as well. And, you know, I think we kind of sometimes forget because of how many games and years he's been in here. Brandon Ingram's still young. I mean, he's still young in, in terms of his age and also um that he can still sort of learn. And, you know, you go back to earlier in the year when, there's that dinner with CJ and BI and, and coach green. And it's like, Hey, look, I'm going to play off of you. Hearing a guy like CJ tell him that probably means something, but also he can kind of help that guy's game. You know, we spoke with Jordan shorts uh, yesterday who co-hosts the pod mm-hmm. with, with McCollum. And he's like, look, that he constantly talks to him, you know, off the show, off my, just personally about how he loves Brandon Ingram and how good he thinks he can sort of be. I think a guy like that can really sort of help Brandon grow. And I, I, I'm excited to sort of see that impact, you know, with Zion. And it's not just on the court. It's off the court. It's all kinds of different aspects of your day-to-day life on how to have longevity and still be able to play in your late 20s, early 30s. And it kind of starts early, you know? Yeah, and we talk about players and then they talk. Players talk to other players. Absolutely. And you talk about CJ saying to the Portland front office, I want to go to New Orleans. Why is that? He sees the culture building with Willie Green. He sees the players that are there. What if that comes to the summer when someone's like, man, I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. CJ goes, I got a perfect place for you. We're going to have a healthy Zion. We got me. We got BI. The culture is awesome with Willie Green. That might attract someone that maybe might take less money and say, I'd rather come here and compete for something we have the, I see something here that maybe go somewhere else and get paid more, but maybe not being that competing for a championship role. That's the kind of stuff that you need to build here. And I'm not saying you're attracting, you don't need a big three. You sure. have your big three here. 
with a healthy Zion Williamson. But now you just need that missing piece. Like even Patrick Beverly going to Minnesota, you probably thought, why would he go to Minnesota? And look at what they're doing now. That's the kind of they had. Well, the I saw what he did in the fight in that video of your one shining moment. You know, he ends the video holding his yeah. nose, looking at the Lakers bench. You do Carl Anthony Towns. You have D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. You have Anthony Edwards. Young guys. What do they need? They need that mother effort that mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly is to give them that experience. And like that's the kind of stuff. Look that at the maybe, Bucks. Yeah, I mean they have that guy that that's the. Um, you know, the fan favorite because of his hustle and his Bobby defense. Portis. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, they have shirts. They love the guy. He you was know, a huge of part of their, yeah. their championship. Absolutely. Again, it's going to take more than just five, three, two or three superstars. You're looking at Brooklyn. Everyone's like, I don't see it right now. Oh, they're going to be a championship contender. It's going to take more than just Kyrie and KD to get them through there, in my opinion. As we go to break, I think one of the cool things, too, in the last two seasons, Daniel, is for some of those fans that love the NBA, but man, had a tough time really connecting emotionally because of the big three era or the superstar era. Daniel, we have seen two major markets and teams, and I know they won a championship, but I dare say what you're seeing is two and build a team. Two stars, two superstars, and build a team that's a lot more sustainable because even what you saw in Brooklyn, it's not certain. It's not certain. I mean, everybody's penciled things in, but you know one thing you can't compare or or plan for? Injuries. You can't plan for guys not showing up. You can't plan for certain things of that nature, you know? So uh, I think you're seeing more and more teams realizing, you know what, let's build a good basketball team. Milwaukee's the prime example. They have, I mean, would you consider Drew Holiday a superstar? I don't know. I think he's a fantastic player, and he's shown time and time again with his defense and his offense. He was the missing piece for them. They had Giannis and Chris Middleton and some of the Brooke Lopez. What was missing for them? That guy on defense that can guard the best player, Drew Holley took him over the hump. But it wasn't we needed to go get a Bradley Beal or yeah. we need to go get a Russell Westbrook. It was just a guy that knows what our culture is like and a guy that can just jump in and get the job done. And I think that's what you're seeing here is, yeah, you can build with two guys and just compliment them with great draft picks, some veterans that have been here before. Like, even for us, the Larry Nance, I think people always talk about CJ. In he's that been deal. incredible since he's been playing. Larry Nance yeah. is giving you depth in the front court, off the bench. He's a great teammate. He gets along with everyone, and he gives you 10, 12 points a night sometimes yeah. off the bench. Like, when will we be able to see that all year long? Well, with our decision. next guest, Daniel, we'll ask him as well. How many nights do we look at that bench and go, can we get six points? Can we get Trey six Murphy three? talked about that the other night. He exactly. said Willie finally sat down with them. Is like these starters need to take go to the bench and not worry about what's going to happen in the game app when they get in. Absolutely. Quick break. We come back. Andrew Lopez from ESPN covers the Pels and the NBA. We'll talk to him next. It's Gus Cattengill, Daniel Salerson. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TG Health System. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. 
<laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That <laughs> looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Play-ins tonight over on TNT. ESPN has both games tomorrow. Cavaliers in the Nets. Clippers in the T-Wolves at 830 and then tomorrow, of course, it's the Pelicans hosting the Spurs. Andrew Lopez is going to be over across the street at practice here in a little bit. Joins us now, covers the Pelicans and the NBA for ESPN. Andrew, how are you, bud? I'm good, man. I am uh, eagerly awaiting Game 83 for for the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm not <laughs> sure we thought that was going to happen at multiple times this year, but here we are. I've been asking everybody in the last couple of days, especially once you you know you've clinched and then now that you're going to host. And Daniel and I were talking about it here in the opening two segments. What do you think is honestly the importance of not only getting in, but also having this game down the street here tomorrow? Well, I think the the overall importance is you go back and look at what playing meaningful meaningful games has done for teams recently. Uh, Willie Green himself was a part of that team in, in Phoenix. He was an assistant coach of that team that went 8-0 in the bubble and couldn't quite make it to into the playoffs or even into the play-in. They were that far back. But that 8-0 bubble run, plus adding Chris Paul the next year, uh, really kind of you know springboarded them into uh, a fantastic season last year uh, and then this year. And then... You look at a team like the Memphis Grizzlies, who was in the play-in last year. Many people didn't think they would get out of the play-in. Everybody thought the play-in was going to be, all right, Lakers in, uh, Warriors in. And, you know, they, they, they bump out the Warriors, and now they're the two seed. Um, so I think the biggest thing is it, it can build up a team's confidence. And then when you're playing meaningful games, and as and Willie pointed this out the other night, you know, they've had about eight or ten <laughs> kind of do-or-die-ish games down the road. And then now you're you're going to have a basically a you know, winner-take-all, you know, you know, game seven type atmosphere. Uh, I think it's going to do them wonders to play it here. And if they, 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 they advance and do it in L.A. or Minnesota again on Friday, that'll also help them win or lose just to continue to have these experiences uh, to build on for next season. Andrew, what's crazy about it, you talk about the experiences and you, a lot of times we think about the young guys getting these experiences like Herb Jones and Trey Murphy and the Jose Alvarados, but there are only really a handful of guys that have playoff experience for the Pelicans. One of them is one of your leaders in Brandon Ingram. For him personally, how big could this be for him to be one of the leaders and him sniffing the postseason and playing in one of these games for the first time tomorrow? Yeah, this is really kind of the first do or die type situation that he's been in in his career. Uh, again, I think that's something he can build on. He can lean on the, on, on CJ and Larry Nance and JV, guys who have kind of been there before in these types of situations. But uh, again, it's, it's a, a unique uh, situation for, for it to be like a one-game winner-take-all type, type deal. You know what I mean? And uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, I think, a great atmosphere as well. And, and Brandon even kind of mentioned, I think I played on the video board the other night, him, uh, like, yeah, when I come out, I'm, I'm looking to see who's in my jersey during games, right? Like, so I think for, for them to have that sort of atmosphere that they're going to have on Wednesday is also going to uh, do wonders to kind of help this team. It's kind of an ancillary thing, but guys, y'all, y'all, y'all think this is important too as well, right? I, I, cause I kind of got this on Sunday listening to the TNT broadcast and, you know, that's one of their top broadcasters and in the team that they had there. And what I loved about it is, you know, listen to Reggie Miller talk about Alvarado coming from the corner and he's viral and things of that nature. Andrew, the importance of nationalize, national, you know, people being able to see this team perhaps and have the opportunity to perform well when everyone is sort of looking and kind of start to create your name. Because that's it. Isn't that the NBA's commercial a couple of years ago? This is where this is where you make your name. It's the playoffs. It's where, where amazing happens, right? I mean, there it is. 
you get to you get to have these sorts of uh, you know moments. And I mean, I think for maybe the few, maybe the one person who hasn't who isn't aware of Jose Alvarado stealing the ball coming from the corner, maybe that happens you know tonight. Maybe that happens uh, you know in a, in a playoff series, and you know you know more people take a word, take notice. And I think it is good to be on a national scale. I think sometimes the Pels in the last two years have had the national games except they have been hurt and or Zion hasn't played and has not shown the best light because it, they haven't performed as well. And some of those because of who they've had on the floor or not had on the floor, I should say. But um, I think having the, the, you know, the bigger eyeballs on you um, again can only help uh, in the long run, especially if you, you know, you were able to, to come away with a win tomorrow night. Andrew, when you look at this matchup tomorrow between these two teams, obviously the Spurs had the upper hand in the in the regular season going 3-1 and one against the Pelicans with two of those three wins coming inside the Smoothie King Center. When it comes to playoff basketball and also these two teams being very familiar with each other since they're in the same division, are you able to take anything from these four matchups and carry it into a play-in game like tomorrow, or does everything get thrown out the window and it's do or die. Forty-eight minutes. You just kind of have to go with how the game flows. Yeah, it's. I, I don't think it helps as much because some of those were just they just didn't. They were earlier in the year. I mean, obviously, you go back and look at a, a couple of the late ones in there. The the one here uh, that that was even one that I think Brandon missed, so he he wasn't at that one. There was the a thirty-point win in. Uh, in San Antonio, but I don't think Brandon was in that one. So you, you really haven't had your full complement uh, against him. I think it was also, what, CJ's second game was one of the other Spurs wins here uh, where, where you're still trying to figure everything out. So uh, I, I think this team is playing different. You you know, you haven't used your ideal starting lineup against them. You know, the, the CJ, Herb, Brandon, Jackson, JV, the lineup, you haven't used that yet. Uh, it's still been, you know, either Devonte was in or, or what have you. So uh, I think that's kind of going to be uh, something you you could take a little bit from. But I, I think the biggest thing is you, you know you're going against Pop, and Pop's going to throw different things at you. Remember, I mean, I remember that, that going back to January 2020 in Zion's first game, and Pop was throwing double teams at at Z in the first quarter. I mean, he is going to try uh, anything he can to get them off balance and it's just going to be a matter of who you know what what can what can the Pels counter with Andrew I think one of the things that we touched on earlier in the show here as well speak with Andrew Lopez of ESPN the importance of CG McCollum in a game like this because obviously let's say it's Zion and BI and he's played the season they get into a play and they get into a playoff game it would be sort of their first playoff atmosphere and game and Daniel like you brought up it is the first for Stillman BI but to have a guy like CJ which We've seen Andrew since he's been here, whether in, in games against, you know, the Bulls or Lakers, just runs or moments where he takes over to have that calming, experienced player with the basketball. I think that is a huge factor tomorrow. Yeah, 100%. You need veteran leadership in a game like this. Um, you know, the Spurs, I mean, a lot of theirs is coming from, uh, you know, coming from their, their coaching staff as well. I mean, they, they've missed the playoffs the last two years, had a lot of changeover, a lot of turnover in terms of uh, players since then. Uh, when they, I mean, they were on a 21-22 year streak of making the playoffs before the bubble. And um, with the Pels, I think what you're seeing is you're, there's going to be moments in this game where you're going to need a CJ on the floor with the ball in his hand to calm everybody down. There's going to be a moment where he has to, you know, Hey, quick 6-0 run by the Spurs. They're getting momentum. Let's, let's dial it back. Let's look for our best possible shot. Let's not just come chuck, uh, you know, a, a three with 19 seconds on the shot clock or anything like that. So his, his sort of presence in a game like this, he's been there. He's hit big shots. He has, um, he has been a, a winner in, in, you know, in big games before. I think when you have him, it, his presence is going to be, going to be needed, uh, more times than not. Andrew, let's look ahead to tonight with the Clippers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't want to jump ahead for the Pelicans. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but obviously we'll find out tonight whether if the Pelicans win, 
tomorrow night. They'll go to either Minnesota and L.A. Pelicans are 3-1 and one against the Los Angeles Clippers. They were 2-2 two and two against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I know going back to what we talked about with San Antonio, how much maybe previous matchups might not matter. But as far as which team maybe matches up the best for the Pelicans, if you're telling Pelicans fans who to maybe root for tonight or, or what to look out for, mm-hmm. what are you telling them about tonight's game between the Clippers and the Timberwolves? Well, I think you would like that uh, the fact that you went 3-1 and one against the Clippers, which included games where Paul George was, was on the floor. However, that most recent game against the Clippers was not very pretty. Um, and they, you know, got someone where the Clippers made, what, 21, 22 threes in that game, just kind of jumped all over them. But, you know, maybe that was just more of a product of that being your fifth day in L.A. more than <laughs> more than anything else, right? Um Whereas with Minnesota, I mean, so much of what you did against Minnesota was early in the season. I mean, but they, they, you had that back-to-back early on. I think they were one of their other matchups was uh, pre-Thanksgiving. So now you're looking at, you really go back to that. It's like a three-point game, I think. Uh, was it last month when they when they actually played? I mean, it's just been so long, I feel like. Oh, uh, right. maybe January. So you haven't even seen them yep. with, with CJ. Uh, so I think that's kind of... You really don't know what this team looks like against them. You do kind of know what this team looks like uh, against the Clippers. So uh, either one, you're going to be on a road game against a team with an extra day of rest. It's going to be tough games no matter what. I think maybe the, the Clippers could get rolling with, with PG. Whereas, you know, you go to Minnesota, you, you're facing, you know, former Pell's assistant Chris Finch with a hungry Anthony Edwards, a hungry Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, yeah. So things could get, you know, you, you'd have a, you'd have your hands full uh, in either matchup, uh, no matter what happens tonight, provided you win tomorrow. Exactly. We'll see what takes place. Andrew Lopez, uh, let's see what happens. Obviously, I think tomorrow, at the bare, bare minimum, man, should be a, a fun environment. I'm kind of excited to see how the, the team sort of performs in it, and let's see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Underscore Andrew underscore Lopez, the way to follow you over on Twitter. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the time. Thank you. There he goes. Look at you. You're starting to get in game mode over here, aren't you? I'm sorry. I mean, again, we, it's been a while. I mean, it's been yeah. four years. So usually when we wrap up 82, today are exit interviews. We don't have any exit interviews yeah. today. We have practice interviews. And look, it's different. The environment's different. The game's cold. Everything, you know. Um, so it'll be fun. Quick break. We come back. We'll continue the conversation. 800-998-1003. Feel free to jump in. It's a sports hangover. Gus Cattengill, Daniel Salerson on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN in New Orleans. Get up in the evening. And I ain't got nothing to say I come home in the morning I go to bed feeling the same way Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. Plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road. Homa. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. But what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. 
Ranger. The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. Gus Cadigal, Daniel Salerson. That's the Salerson's way to follow him over on Twitter as he just wait. Was that the, um, the royal wave? Sort of like, I hey. kind of did like a, yeah. a nerdy wave, like a hey, everyone. Um, <laughs> tomorrow's going to be fun, right? So the game is at 8.30, but we will do a special pregame show. You, you always do your half hour. Yep. But we're going to get you out of the bunker. I mean, it's nice. It's going to be nice to see people People. instead of just Joe Cardosi. No offense to him, but no offense to Joe, but offense to Joe. So sections 104, 105. Yep. Just look, walk around and you'll see it. It's right outside the sports bar. It's also, there's a Sherwin Williams wall branded that's right next to where we'll be, but the sports bar is right at 104. And I think they're going to have a DJ in there. It's going to think there's going to be some happy hour specials. Go grab your drink. Come listen to us. 730 to 8 there. We're going to go a full hour out there leading up to tip off. So. Between you and I, and Todd will stop by. Maybe we'll do one of those little mics that uh, you know we can pass around to have people uh, comment. You know things of that nature as yeah. well, or just take depending Jordan's on how many yeah. beverages they've had before. You know that could be a well. Risky I mean thing. that's that that's that's the roll of the die there, Daniel. Isn't it? We'll have to get the bleep button ready to go. I thought it was interesting because I said this yesterday, and I had somebody say, "You really? What? That's the name of the sport? No, it is. I, I you told me it was the sports bar. <laughs> that's it." <laughs> I mean, get straight to the point, right? They play there sports on TV and you can get some alcoholic beverages. Cause I saw the New Orleans Breakers, you know, came out with their mascot. Now they need a name. So, you know, they've done that. And I remember the day of trying to name the Pelicans mascot and it became Pierre and things. So, so you're you know. saying we should name the mascot for the Breakers Breaker. Well, that's one. That'd be like sports bar. Yeah. Breton Breaker. Sound was another one. Breton for Breton Sound, which is, they got some really cool yeah. suggestions to try to tie it into the local. Uh, things of that nature. Look, community and where these teams are in the NBA or NFL, they're, they're so important. And um can't go any further without touching on the tragedy that took place earlier today in Brooklyn, a subway shooting. And it's now up to 10 people, um, Daniel, that have been shot. Now, the suspect is still at large. This is in the New York City subway attack. A total of 16 people were treated for injuries after the, the, the rush hour, uh, I guess time around 8.30 is when this took place. Now, as this is going on, the Nets, I guess, were either having shoot-around or practice or something. But Kevin Durant was was there, and he was asked about this and, and what had happened. Hear about, I mean, some, I, think, I don't know the details. I don't know too many details, but. You know, to hear the sirens out front, the um, proximity, and see so much commotion going on outside, you know, you hope and pray that for the best for everybody involved. Now, you heard him saying, I guess you could hear the sirens, everything going on. Now, look, if you have watched the TV or looked on Twitter or social nice media, facility. it is a, um, it, it is, there's police everywhere. So the FBI is involved. They're looking for this, you know, the suspect here as well. But you've been there several times. I haven't. It really is kind of right in the heart of Brooklyn, or is it towards uh, where the city is by the Brooklyn River? Or it's a Brooklyn two mile. Bridge? It's two miles from where this all took place this morning, okay. so it's really close. And they were talking about what I was reading on Twitter. They can see the helicopters and all that flying around that area, whether they're looking for the guy at large or just trying to set the scene a little bit. But their basketball court inside. The Barclays Center is elevated. It's not like on the first floor. Like it's a skyline, incredible view. I'm not sure how far up, but when you're seeing pictures and videos of them shooting around, um, you can see an incredible New York City view. And so I think that's what they were seeing is after practice was done or before practice, they're looking outside their window and seeing that they can see all the chaos that was ensuing there. So. Uh, that's going to be a little tough, especially with them hosting him. And, and you throw sports aside in this situation because you care about the people that are affected by this tragedy. But that's something that's going to be a part of the conversation as they lead up. The tip time is 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Who knows what's going to be cleared by then? It's going to affect people getting in. It's going to affect the mood around that area. So, again, as much as we don't want to talk about how like sports affects it because it's obviously right. everyone's on our mind that – is affected by this, but it, that's certainly going to be a, a topic of conversation come tonight when Brooklyn welcomes in the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, and the, the other thing too, Daniel, is the reason I bring that up is because we have seen a lot of times 
tragedies or events that take place in your community fortify or you see their sports teams kind of embody. Yeah, you know, rally around them. I mean, we saw it here, yeah. right, in 2006 in the Dome opening and carried on into that season, things of that nature. We have seen after a hurricane hits here or different tragedies in different communities where their sports teams sort of do embody it. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because you have two teams in that vicinity, right? You have the Knicks and then you have the Nets here as well. I don't know, from the times that you've traveled there, do you feel that there is a connection? Because when you look at the Nets, I almost feel that when our guest who's going to come here at 1 o'clock, when Trajan Langdon was there, they were building this young, up-and-coming, sort of exciting team that you kind of felt that organically people were like, okay, this is going to be our Nets. And I'm not saying that it was the wrong decision, but then you bring in Kyrie and you bring in Kevin Durant, and now it's almost like a you know, play for higher sort of basketball team. I just wonder what that connection sort of is where we saw like in 9-11 with the Giants or the, you know, the Knicks and um, I'm sorry, the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, like you, you, you know, that you, you attach that community to that. It, are the Nets attached to Brooklyn like that or is Brooklyn attached to them? Yeah. And, and Trajan might have a completely different answer because I'm on the outside looking in and I also sure. think about that from 9-11 as a Braves fan watching that Mets-Braves game with Mike Piazza hitting that home run and how right. that was kind of the turning point for them. But I don't see as much of a connection as you do with the Knicks. I feel like it's a trend there that the Brooklyn Nets are a trend where you have these superstars, maybe, hey, let's go to a game. I don't see the fan base because, look, they, they came from New Jersey unless you were a New Jersey Nets fan. Are you, are you now a Brooklyn Nets fan? Or that was also just... again there, same thing, and that might be something that'd be interesting to ask him too. Yeah. In the importance of trying to build a culture right. again, uh, trying to create that connection. That I, I think you know those ingredients are are, are several. It's right. not you mentioned coach, it's players, it's front office. You know, I, they sit there, their meetings too. How do we create this connection? That um that we've seen kind of organically build here with the Pels. yeah it's more of a like you know they have a nice new arena is it more of this is the place to be as a social kind of thing or is it like passionate basketball fan base like a TD Garden in Boston or Madison Square Garden or the Portlands of the world the Memphis where these fans are going to be on top of you I don't see that as much yet in Brooklyn again I've only been there a handful of times but. It just seems like that connection is totally different from the Knicks. It's going to take some time to build that trust with the fan base. And yeah, and because of so many moving superstars, as you mentioned, you haven't really been able to get to know a lot of these guys. It's been Kyrie and Katie for just a couple of seasons now. Before that, you had, you tried the Paul Pierce, yeah. Kevin Garnett, Joe Johnson experience. That didn't go yeah, well. Fair so. or not fair. You, you cover it a lot more, I guess, or you're around talking to different people. But is Durant the, the easiest to sort of connect with. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not exactly like whether it's, you know, firing off on Twitter, kind of always feeling wronged. And then Kyrie just seems abrasive a lot. of Again, just from my perspective being out here, in other words, it's, it's easier to connect with your star players or players if there's some sort of, I don't know, if I, if I, the word warmth comes to me or just, you know, a, a tangibility, something that you can sort of, you know, sort of connect and sort of feel with that. Even, you know, Brandon's kind of smile, you know, you, you just, he looks like he's having fun yep. around here and he actually likes the place. Does that make sense? Like, we just, I know sometimes, I guess I'm trying to say, are they likable? Right. If you take a Katie and a Kyrie away and let's say they have a middle of the road team that has a lot of promise, are people going there to play in Brooklyn, are people right. going there to want to play because of the culture, of the fan base, or are they going there because it's a massive market? But I mean, the Knicks have not been able to have a lot of playoff success in twenty plus years, and they're still. Everyone says this guy's going to go to the Knicks. This guy's going to the Knicks. I don't think they're saying that if KD and Kyrie are not there. But yet again, it's only been a couple of years. If KD and Kyrie stay there for a few years and build something. Maybe that changes the landscape, but I don't think it's in the same territory as a, as a New York Knicks kind of. We're talking about how the importance of the play-in is for New Orleans. How big is it for Cleveland to be back in the postseason? It's the same situation, and this is a team that I saw on SportsCenter are watching was 17.5 wins better as far as what the, the starting the gambling lines were. Like they were, yeah. they exceeded their expectations about by 544 and 38. Yeah, and so I think this is one of those that they have the young talent, they have the Darius Garland, they have. I'm Colin Sexton, the Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, which 
stinks that he's going to be out with yeah. with the injury. But they have that core of young guys that they have a, a veteran in Kevin Love. But they're going to be one of those teams that if they are able to convince a star to come there, they're a piece away from taking that leap. The fact that they were in third, they were hosting at one point. They're going to be a host in the first round, and they dropped a little bit because of injuries and the youth. But just being here, playing Brooklyn, is that's going to be one of those things like the Pelicans. It's only going to help them in the future. All right, he's Daniel Salerson. I'm Gus Cattengill. Hour one is in the books. Still to come, General Manager Tracy Langdon's going to stop on by here as well. And uh, maybe we'll see from the graph. We also have Corey Glory coming in. I got a baseball game up on the North Shore. Looks like our weather is kind of holding off. They were supposed to have. We'll keep an eye on all that and more. Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Shut my eyes and I fantasize that you're here with me. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grades 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? 